0: I take this issue about climate crisis in my personal practice as something like positive, like, okay, this is great. We need to talk about it. We need to influence change, big or small, and we will continue doing it through our art or through our conversations.
1: Welcome to Insights of an Eco Artist. My name is Joana larcao i I'm an eco artist and arts writer and in every episode I bring you worldwide artists that embody the fight to create a more sustainable art world and community. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the conversation with Adriana Prat and today we delved into the notions behind the sustainable art practice and Adriana shares some advice for emerging artists starting out. Let's dive in. You are actually represented by by two galleries. One of them is Gallery of Art and Giving. How this, did this um,
0: partnership begin? So, Art and Giving, uh, what it does is they raise funds uh, for childhood cancer research through the sale and rental of fine art uh, from the artists that are uh, associated uh, to Art and Giving and uh, via corporations, right, that they rent and they sell the art. The founder... Uh, is Eliane Markov. She is an amazing person and she has such a powerful story that I invite you and the listeners to go and check in their website. So I'm, I'm deeply honored that she chose, uh, you know, that she accepted when I applied to be in their in their gallery uh, because it's an exceptional organization. Uh, if you go and check their website, they have given, I believe, to the 1.4 million um, oh. to to cancer research uh, in, in places like machina um, hospital loine Institute um, the broad so yeah you, I, I mean I invite you to check it out it's a very personal story that Eliane had to say that I invite you to to check so yeah it, it has been amazing to to be with them it's okay, to hear a lot of gives me a great honor to be affiliated to them.
1: Yeah. yeah, I imagine. That actually correlates with this question. So what are your insights into the importance of art as a tool to raise awareness of social and ecological problems?
0: Art invites the viewer to feel, to empathize, to dream, to suffer, to wonder, <laughs> to imagine other realities. And it can impact You or it can impact a person, I believe, irreversibly and can induce or or, or influence a person, the viewer, to act differently, to think differently first and to act differently. Uh, So I, I think that art gives the artist an opportunity to become social or environmental activists uh, to continue strengthening any type of social or climate justice movement. Uh, it helps support other artists or other actually activists who were there first, who were already engaged in these critical causes. And it helps inspire new people into the urgent causes. Artists I think act as catalyzers of action and the action could be big or small, it could be individual or societal, but the important thing is that we catalyze that. So, with acting giving, I feel it, it creates um, one is creates the awareness, you know, for in this case, pediatric cancer research but also the artists because we are contributing you know with a bigger say higher contribution than we do in a gallery or other spaces to the cause we feel more um, you know more engaged and more um, empowered and more committed to the cause
1: yeah do you feel that because you are so connected with with artists that are that work in social and ecological crisis you feel that when they are doing their their work and are in their studio that they're actually thinking of no i want to raise awareness with my artwork i want people to know about this or it's just it's an unconscious thing
0: i I think that different artists have different levels of um such as humans i guess we have different levels of being connected to and i'm talking directly about climate crisis right yeah 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 Yeah. i think humans we are wired right our brain is wired to be very good at denying anything that causes pain and that's why for most of our lives if you think about it if we are mentally healthy right we are wired or prepared in such a way that we are not constantly thinking about our deaths which is One of the few things, if not the only thing that we know for sure, (laughs) right? We know for sure that we will die. But we we don't know if we will get sick or we don't know how we will die, but we know and we will die. I haven't seen an immortal person yet. So I think that based on that idea of how humans are, some people are more... Probably more familiar because they are connected with science, or or they're doctors, or they are more fatalistic or less fatalistic, or, or whatever the case is. Some people think more or less about that about that, and and it's the same way, I like, to make a parallel, that there are people. And therefore, artists who are more or less, I'd say, again, engaged in thinking all the time about the climate crisis. Because for some people, thinking about that all the time would make them feel doomed. Yeah. It's not what we want, right? We don't want that because there is no reason to be, feel doomed. Although many, <laughs> many, many organizations or many uh, entities would like us to feel that way. Yeah. So we, you know, we don't make decisions. We don't make changes. And everything uh, is uh, business as usual. But so, having said that, um, I think that some of the artists, for example, in the I3C group, uh, some artists are more—they uh, have that more, you know, at the front and center. Uh, of their practice, of their thoughts, while they are doing, what they are doing. And some people are more connected to the aspect uh, about the beauty of, you know, about the the beauty of the, the, the world, about how we should be all together. Uh, they go directly into the message of hope, uh, if you will. But I think that depends because, again, I think what, all we do is trying to protect our soul our mind from the reality of the fear of death right yeah. so uh, and i'm fearing the climate crisis it, it conne- climate crisis connects us so much with our own death because we don't want to face the fact that other species are dying and they may never come back or that our, our grandchildren or children you know may be facing or other communities that we care for, especially those that need them the most could be in a situation in which you know we cannot they cannot adapt anymore due to climate change and they have to move and uh, uh who knows right we don't want nobody wants a refugee situation for climate, but you know it might happen
1: yeah it it is happening it's just something it that's
0: happening it is happening <laughs> it is happening I know. And yes, and, and everything is connected. I don't want to politicize it, but then everything is connected, and um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a reality. But I personally, because I'm very positive, you know, I tend to. I always compare myself to a puppy that wants to play. I want to play. I want to, you know, uh, not stupidly, <laughs> but you know, but I, I, I want to enjoy uh, little things. You know, I don't want to have. Uh, but moments if I can avoid them and I want to connect with others and I want to you know create a sense of like yeah we can do it and yeah we will and do it right and um energize if anything I feel that I'm I I tend to be uh you know energetic and and um, enthusiastic. So with that in mind, uh, I take this issue about climate crisis in my personal practice as something like positive, like, okay, this is called it. We need to talk about it. We need to influence change, big or small, and we will continue doing it uh, through our art or through our conversations. What advice would you
1: give an ecological emergent artist?
0: So, um... I think this I would give to anyone, but but anyway, but, but I, I I would speak about this especially to a person that wants to be more an activist. So um, I would say don't be afraid to use your artistic voice as an activist tool. Engage with the community. Engage with your audience from a place of empathy. Bringing humor, not doom. <laughs> Uh And I feel the journey, our journey, each personal journey is so enriching. There is so much to grow. I hang a lot <laughs> with people that are already thinking that, you know, at the same time moment, you know, everybody should let go. <laughs> like, oh, you know, we already know what we know. And we already did what we needed to do. And that's the most dangerous thing. That's when real death arrives. Yeah. So keep up, keep up. The journey is, is good. The journey is long, unwinding, and it's full of surprises. Yeah.
1: yeah. What would you say is the biggest challenge we face as individuals and environmental artists navigating the current state of things?
0: Well, in today's world, I guess... The biggest challenge, let me go directly probably to climate. I think that while recent reports indicate that we have done a lot of actions and policies that help reduce carbon emissions and therefore, you know, the global warming will be a bit lower than we expected. Well, It could have been, right? We are still set up to to warm in more than 1.5 centigrees about pre-industrial times. Um, So we need bigger changes at all levels. We need big and small uh, at individual level, uh, lifestyle changes, uh, systemic changes. It's imperative in all sectors, industries, including energy, building, food, transportation. What gives me hope is that although, unfortunate, the extreme weather, you know, changes that we saw, the weather disaster that we experienced, especially in the past few years, have made more evident that, you know, the climate crisis is, a, is real. Yeah. And, and people are more uh, engaged in believing in science in that aspect. Also, the pandemic crisis exposed a lot of our vulnerability, societal and obviously individual, and the risk that we have. And uh, and especially, I feel that uh, right now, climate crisis is more, uh, more upfront in conversations at all levels, especially mm-hmm. with younger generations, and that's uh, amazing. And, uh, and what it also gives me hope is that the technologies that we have in place, we don't need to invent anything. Uh, the technologies that we have in place right now could help us resolve the crisis. And all we need is just change them, which is just, 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 yeah, it is complicated and it requires political and, and systemic will, but it can be done. So if we change at an individual level and we share that with others and we're trying to influence others and individual or companies, um, I don't want to say boycott, but, you know, boycott or, or, or go into companies or to even local, you know, businesses and say, you know, if you don't change certain, if you don't discontinue using plastic, I will not come back or or things like that. You know, that that is powerful. And also the power of the vote. Uh, As I said, I think that with all that, we will do a lot of systemic change especially with the vote and especially speaking to organizations about it, writing to organizations, being participants, being active. So I think as the UN puts it, I saw it in a recent, the press release of the, the latest report is our climate is our future and our future is in our hands. So that gives me hope. The future yeah. is a still to be written. Uh, so
1: uh that gives me hope. Yeah. As consumers you have a lot of power the way the way we choose food, the clothes we are wearing, the materials we use. We have power as individuals. Even volunteering. Volunteering with any organization is, is a step forward. It's just Absolutely.
0: Yeah, donating. I mean I try to donate to organizations that are, for example the Union of Consumers. Concerned scientists, uh, or uh, in the past, i like planning with a major Conservancy here, or, or Mass one or there is um, Sustainable Harvest International, it's a great cause to, I am of the opinion. For example, when I go to a supermarket, there is so much that I don't consume, my family doesn't consume, and, and I still survive, and I'm not investing more, you know, more money. Uh, I am... As I said, maybe I'm eating less of those and I'm putting more effort into cooking, you know, my meals instead of, you know, consuming things that are super industri- industrial or super, you know, manipulated in our food industry. So I kind of feel like, oh my God, if we were more, you know, like that, they would have, the industries would have to, to change. Yeah, And that's where a systemic change comes into play. That's why I do believe in the power of the individual. And, uh, and I need that the individual also, if a person is committed, then it's easier to see all the other places where things are not working well and go and influence them by the power of, you know, the, the cons, not consuming or consuming or anything, yeah. or also being vocal about that. I feel that there are choices that are sometimes that I, I want to separate, you know, I, I don't want to f- feel that. People could say that some of us are privileged, right? Like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I happen to live here, so that makes me privileged. And I'm within here, U.S. is, I'm in Massachusetts, uh, and within that, Cambridge, which sometimes seems to be like an island uh for you know for all these things that we have been talking. Like I kind of feel that, you know, here is <laughs> preaching to the choir. But um but still there is always opportunity. I'm always surprised that there are people that don't think about their use of plastics or what things they can do better. I
1: only have one last question, and it is any artists, podcasts, books, platforms you would like to recommend?
0: Or other podcasts. Oh, well, I listen to some of the, for example, sometimes from museums, right, podcasts. But uh, the the one that I recommend for environment is how to save a planet.
1: How to save the planet. Yeah, yeah, you talked about that, uh, yeah.
0: How to save a planet? I find that is it's uplifting in a way because so that that's the most important probably thing that you know it's not like oh, a dance recitation of a science that is you know at the end of the hour or the forty five minutes is is uh it gives you more like a desire to go and jump off a cliff. It's more like it's a bit lighter. But the, the, all the information that they have is super updated. It's super on target. There is a scientist and a journalist working together. So the scientists bring further, you know, convers- uh, other uh, scientists more specialized in different aspects of what they talk. So they go from how to better recycle or what is the truth about recycling, what is about plastic, what is the truth about recycling aluminum, or the fashion industry, which, uh, as I told you, fashion is, is something that I like, probably because my mother used was a very talented seamstress, and she really made me appreciate the, the beauty of gar- very well-made garments and stitching uh, and fabric. So I love textiles, but um, they, to- they have podcasts about pretty much everything that you can think of that is very useful. And they also have reviews, subscribe to them. Uh, they have call for action that are related to each podcast. So those, that, that is the one that I really enjoy the most. Um, I listen to you, of course. I like your work. It's one that I think started here, but it's more about art related things. Right. But yeah, those, those are the main ones. Again, I listened to podcasts of art from, um, SKT, uh, they are based in UK, and uh, and they um, represent some of my work online, and they uh, have a strong commitment also about the environment. That's so that's- they have some art SKT. Thank you. Uh, that's another one that I have listened to. One of the artists in, uh, but this is more a one-off, One of the, he was recently in thought role. Uh, He talked a lot about his practice and how it relates to his psychiatrist. So he he was talking about the narratives that he studies or I guess um, wants to tag uh, or or to tap into when he runs workshops uh, about uh, collage, collage making. So quite interesting too. So, but I, I don't have any more. I don't have any more because uh, sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I get distracted. So I listen to a lot of webinars, like I follow. uh, So I'm I'm receiving some emails from several places that have events that I listen to. But uh, sometimes when I try to multitask and do art and do this and do that, it's like, you know, I lose the track. So it's it's a kind of dangerous thing. (laughs) (laughs) I end up not doing anything. And sometimes it happens that um if I'm in my studio I'm working, I need also to maybe let go of my mind and listen to music or the birds to just have a bit of refresher in Some, my mind yeah. and not be so uh, you know much into the ping, ping, nailing on the same <laughs> on the same nail <laughs> hitting the same hammering i guess the same nail all the time, but again, how to save a planet I feel is the one that I'm I'm really engaged with these days.
1: Yeah, they all sound amazing. I definitely will look at the one saving the planet. Just I I think you referred that to me See, in the last question.
0: how to save a planet? I don't know if they have uh, arts, but uh, I'm sure that is something. Maybe I don't know can be it can be approached. I don't know and uh, maybe that will be uh, I would be interested because there are. Many, especially the, I believe it's the Global Coalition. Yeah, I think it is Global Climate Coalition that they have these events too. It's good to listen because they try to create forums in which they speak about how much, um, and this is a big thing, the museum industry, for example, the art gallery. I mean, the art industry at a big scale, right? And it's a very sophisticated aspect of the art world. Is a highly environmentally unfriendly <laughs> polluting industry, like uh, the amount of, you know, wood or other materials or cement that sometimes being, you know, brought into places or spaces, you know, to build things that then go, you know, for the installation of a given show, and then they're completely dismantled and mm-hmm. tossed. Also, an aspect that is interesting that I... I, I I liked because this, in these places, they talk about things that, are you know, I did not have thought. Like, for example, like keeping the temperature of in the museums low, right? Having this, all this air conditioning and humidity monitors and things, you know, in order for the, the longevity of the, the art the artwork, yeah. to be, you know, extended. That are also, you know, problems with the environment. Extremely... Uh, high energy consuming, you know, activities. So those are things that, yeah, the industry farm has to think and has to mm-hmm. to put, you know, in perspective and uh, in the equation and and resolve one way or the other. So yeah.
1: I hope you enjoyed the conversation and if you did, don't forget to hit subscribe and follow in your favorite app so that you don't miss upcoming episode. Find the show notes with links and resources at our website and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram at .insightsofanecoartist and let us know your takeaway.